You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino with Do Facts Matter. And I've got a couple of uh, topics I want to go over today, but I think I'll start with the the, the, uh, Texas lawsuit that has gone to the Supreme Court against four states, including Georgia. And by the way, uh, Georgia has responded uh, to that lawsuit, uh, essentially saying there was no merit to it. So Georgia is one of the Republican states that have said no merit and uh, have kind of opted out of becoming a plaintiff in the case, although our 17 other states have joined Texas. So the question is, does the Texas lawsuit have merit? Depends on how you look at merit. Uh, if you mean, is it constitutional merit? Sure. Um, is there merit, due process merit? Sure. Equal protection? Sure. So those are the three things, and we'll take them in, in reverse order. We'll take um, due process. Due process violations by these four states, and we're talking about uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan uh, and uh, <coughs> Georgia and Wisconsin, and the, the 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 due process violation centers around factual issues involving fraud. Now, obviously, there was fraud, probably quite a bit of fraud. So the answer is, was there fraud? Of course. But the Democrats always commit fraud, so it's not new for the Democrats. Was the fraud so all-consuming and so uh, overwhelming to have changed the presidential election? I think so. That's my gut feeling, that we're talking about millions of votes, between votes that were uh, manufactured and votes that were switched. But can you prove it? And the answer is no. So what you know and what you can prove under the rules of evidence in courts are very different. Uh, And I think I mentioned last week or the week before, I had a client with with a bank's thought definitely had embezzled $900,000 from his bankruptcy estate, but they couldn't prove it. Did I think the banks were right in my heart of heart, in my gut? Of course, I thought they were. And the banks thought they were, but they couldn't prove it. And no evidence. So I think the due process claim that Texas raised, which is based essentially on fraud, and, and uh, is, 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 is going to be thrown out right away. If the court even reaches a decision, they'll just dismiss that one. The, the, the equal protection 14th Amendment claim is based on uh, uh, Bush v. Gore. Now, people forget that on, on, the, on the merits, on the legal argument, Bush v. Gore was a 7-2 to two decision, not 5-4. The 5-4 decision was procedural about the recount. But 7-2 to two was the substantive decision in favor of the Republican side. And that has to do with differential treatment of voters within the same state. And so there's clearly a, a, a violation of the 14th Amendment if you apply the principles of Bush v. Gore that, that voters were treated very differently in Georgia, for example, uh, in, in, by... <laughs> In a believe it or not, uh, a a, um, a consent decree that was agreed to by our Secretary of State, who, by the way, is now through as Republican, um, the Democrats were able to convince uh, uh, the, the Republican side of their good faith, which is of course nonsense. 
Republicans, Democrats don't ever operate in good faith when power is at stake. And so the um, uh, the signatures uh, requirements were, were different, whether you voted uh, on uh, in person or by uh, mail-in or uh, absentee ballot. And so in Florida, that was the key. The Democrats foolishly tried to get a recount in only the four counties that were controlled by Democrats. Now, you understand the election procedures are countywide control in most states, including Georgia and Florida. Well, the Democrats wanted a recount in those four counties, so Democratic counties, so they could, you know, put uh, put in more fraudulent votes. The Supreme Court said, no, you had to do the whole state. Everybody got to be treated the same, which the Democrats could have done if they had followed the procedure. But they did not want a recount of the entire state. They only wanted to recount where they could phony up some more votes. It's going on right now in a congressional race in New York, where the Republican in upstate New York is ahead in the race, and uh, they keep finding new ballots. And guess what? The new ballots are always in favor of the Democrats. The Republican had a 12-vote lead last time I looked, and, oh, another mysterious 12 votes for the Democrats showed up. So who knows what's going to go on on that race? I, I don't know. Maybe the Republican will, Republicans will, will be tough and, and pull that one out. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. So anyway, so the equal protection, uh, protection claim is based upon differential treatment of, of, of voters within the same state, not based on fraud. It's just based on differential treatment. You've got to understand legal issues and factual issues are different. This is a legal issue. The fact is they were treated differently, and, 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 the, legal, and the legal issue is does that violate equal protection? And the Bush v. Gore does. And the third thing is a straight constitutional issue on, on uh, who, who decides election laws. And that's, of course, and the constitutional, and that's uh, Article 2 of the uh, Constitution, which uh, I'm going to read. Uh, Article 2, Section 1. Oops. I opened to the Declaration of Independence. Okay. And uh, let's see. I get, Let me get there. I mean, the Constitution is pretty much a dead, uh, dead letter in most places, except for structure. Uh, it says here in Article 2, Section 1, Second paragraph, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. Now, the, it's very clear that the legislature has a decision uh, about appointing electors. But what happened in these states is the legislative enactments were were modified or even overruled by state election officials, Democratic state secretaries of state, Democratic courts in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of uh, Pennsylvania, overruled the legislative enactment. So the Constitution is violated because these states violated their own laws. 
in, 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 uh, uh, that passed by the legislature, and the Constitution says it's the legislature that has the right to decide how electors are elected. So now that's a very interesting question, and I think uh, uh, it's pretty meritorious. So let, now let's get to uh, the, uh, what the Supreme's going to do. Here's what I think they're going to do. I think they may well recognize the irregularities. They may say, yes, these are all these irregularities that seem to have occurred, and and we we're not a, <coughs> deciding the facts in here, here in the Supreme Court, but uh, the these irregularities are on the surface, and, and they were violations of state law, and and however, the elections that are being conducted by the legislatures by the states themselves, so they're going to punt and say, look. Yes, there are irregularities. Yes, there are problems. But it's up to the legislators of each one of these states to take action. So we're going to say, yes, the legislators have every right to take action, uh, to reverse any certification, but it's up to them, not the Supreme Court and not the federal judiciary. They, that's what they're going to do. Now, how they dispose of the equal protection uh, arguments is going to be very interesting, but that's how they're going to dispose of the constitutional argument. Uh, and, well, the, the, based on Article 2 of the Constitution, uh, 14th Amendment issue, uh, we'll see how they do that. Now, of course, they can just refuse to take the case. And so they can really be totally cowardly and refuse to take the case. Or they can be what I think they're going to do is, is say maybe even 9-0. Irregularities occurred, this, but this is a legis- state legislative problem. They're the ones who, who need to correct it. They can elect any le- – they can vote for any electors they want. They can – they don't have to, uh, you know, follow the, 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 what, the popular vote of the state uh, – Assuming it's a lot of the votes were fraudulent, that's up to the legislature to decide. Or the lot of votes were were uh, were cast contrary to state law, and there's a difference there. Fraud is one. Illegality is another question. Contrary to state law in Pennsylvania, accepting ballots after the time frame uh, is contrary to state law. Uh, changing or correcting signatures, contrary to state law in some states, in, in, no, in, some, in some of these states here. And in Georgia, the same thing, uh, changing the signature requirements. Uh, that's a uh, equal protection violation. So we got two. Do, due process centers around fraud. That's going to be dismissed. The equal protection violation uh, looks at the fact situation. Were voters ch- treated differently? Answer, yes. Within the state, treated differently? Answer, yes. Equal protection violation. And the other issue, constitutional violation, which is clear. I mean, I think the, 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 the uh, states did not, uh, the legislatures were not given, uh, the legislative enactments were not followed by the election officials. But the court's going to say that's up to the legislators to correct. They have the ability to correct it, and they should, if they want to, they can correct it. And, of course, since most of those legislatures are dominated by Republicans, they won't correct it at all. Uh, The remedy that uh, Texas would like is to throw the results of those four states out, which would then throw the election into the House of Representatives, where where Republican would win, because each state has one vote. And uh, we control more state legi- uh, congressional delegations than the Democrats. You know, even though they control the House, we control the, the number of state uh, delegations from the House. 
but there's a sidelight to this, and, and the interesting sidelight, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, the Attorney General of Texas is a fellow named Ken Paxton. He filed that lawsuit with his deputy signed on and an outside consultant. So where was the solicitor of of Texas? Where was he? The solicitor of Texas is generally the one. It's almost always the the the, the solicitor's office of any state have solicitors uh, takes these cases and argues these cases before high courts, including the Supreme Court. The solicitor's name is interestingly absent from the complaint, which means the solicitor had to say he wasn't going to join it. He wasn't going to draft it and wasn't going to join it. No member of the solicitor's office in Texas is on that complaint. And that's, I think, very significant. The other thing that uh, is interesting, although not significant for the legal argument, is that Paxton, Ken Paxton himself, is under criminal investigation for securities fraud, among other things. And there are some... uh, He's also uh, been charged with, let's say, uh, doing favors in exchange for campaign contributions. So we'll see how that plays out. But the securities fraud thing can be interesting because securities frauds are in in the eye of the beholder to a large extent. Uh, We're up against a break. I'll be back after the break. And the break's going to be about uh, the J. Roy Ritchie Memorial Veterans Prayer Line that we've set up here. And uh, it's uh, veterans praying for veterans. And if you're a veteran or you know someone that is and needs a prayer, be it from a health issue or any issue, just uh, go to our website, americaswebradio.com, fill in the form that there up at the top it says veteran prayer line or uh, prayers for veterans i'm sorry up at the very top of our website and uh, since we started this a less than a week ago uh, we've had very good response and appreciate it and realize that that a lot of folks have problems and um uh, I tried to figure out how I could, what I could do for J. Roy after he died, and uh, this was what I came up with. So we would appreciate you responding and uh, go to our website. We also have some other very interesting things on our website that, uh, you know, we even have a uh, button where you can uh, join and become a patron, and we'd appreciate that. It does cost money to. Uh, keep the shows on the air and we've had you know we did a show this morning that was all giving uh warriors to citizens and hope and that the hope is about saint jude's and the warriors to citizens is working with men and women that come back from combat and have to revert back to civilian life and it's a harder struggle than you think with PTSD and many other things so anyway uh, I encourage you to always go to our website americaswebradio.com and you'll find some very very interesting things and we need to keep one other thing in mind and as uh, Professor D'Agostino was talking please go out and vote 
We've, we can't have a Democratic Senate. Please go out and vote. And if you've been keeping track of what some of the candidates, the Democrat, Democratic candidates have been saying, uh, it's just impossible to believe. Warnock made a statement of, that I just look it up, his last statement. I can't believe that somebody would be that stupid to say it. And he's a protege of Reverend Wright. And uh, they all hate America. So with that, you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now let's get back to Do Facts Matter and Professor D'Agostino. Thank you. Uh, yes, Professor D'Agostino again with uh, New Facts Matter. And let me uh, wind this up on this uh, Texas case. Um, the Georgia response was, was kind of interesting because it's a Republican state and it uh, wouldn't join in, in the uh, lawsuit, in fact, was critical of it. And I'm going to quote from the uh, Georgia response. Uh, Georgia opposed Texas claims, saying, quote, they violate the principles of federalism and separation of powers, are incompatible with Congress's mechanism for resolving presidential election disputes, and we do more damage to legislative prerogatives than anything alleged in the proposed complaint, unquote. And, of course, uh, they have a point there. Uh, how, how much of this country do we really want to turn over to judges? How much? I mean, judges right now uh, are the most important legislative branch in the country in terms of uh, cultural and social issues and in terms of allowing the executive branch uh, to, uh, to, to also be legislative. Look, we got two. The, le- the most important legislative branch on economic issues is the executive. They, they, through their rulemaking power or presidential uh, uh, decrees, they really are way more powerful uh, than the Congress, than the, uh, and, and they've been allowed that way by the Supreme Court uh, since the infamous Chevron decision. And how about social and cultural stuff? The, the courts have taken that out. It's the courts who declared abortion a constitutional right. Where in the Constitution says so? It's the courts that said same-sex marriage. It's the courts that have applied the civil rights laws to transsexuals. I mean, nowhere in, 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 in the Constitution is, is this permitted. Uh, so the courts, I think, uh, to ask the courts for a remedy, and Ohio says, look, Ohio opposes to the remedy by Texas. Texas remedy, they asked for the throwing out the results from these four states, and at, which, again, as I mentioned before, throw the elections of the House of Representatives. Uh, and Ohio said, no, no, they, they can't, uh, that's not the proper remedy. And I, and I think that's, that's true. I think that the court's going to decide, if they decide anything, and I think they will, that uh, it's up to the state legislators to correct the, their processes and not, not allow their um, various officials or state courts or state election officials to, to abrogate or usurp the Constitution in this area. Um, I hate to throw you know cold water on this, but uh, the answer is the next president of the United States will be Joe Biden, at least temporarily until they get rid of him, and it will be, yes, the corrupt, serial, lying, plagiarizing 
person of limited intellect who is now in early stages of dementia, he will be our next president. And it's, I, it's astounding. But Trump had to go because he interfered with the globalists. I think the only way you can figure out what's going on and really make sense of it is to understand that Silicon Valley and the other globalists out there on the West Coast and the financial technicians in, in, in Wall Street, all of whom overwhelmingly supported Biden and the Democrats, they don't consider themselves U.S. citizens. They consider themselves citizens of the world. And their main, they have two main goals, power and money. And as far as the tech people are concerned and the financial manipulators are concerned, there's a lot more money to be made in China than here. This is an alliance between our our elites, who no longer believe themselves really to be American citizens, and China. And, and, you know, and just uh, quite, if if you haven't looked at everything and all the facts, it's pretty clear that uh, Joe Biden is owned by China, lock, stock, and barrel. He's been on the take from China for a long time through his son, Hunter Biden. And, and, you know, my wife says, oh, this is terrible. Hunter Biden did this. Hunter Biden did that. Hunter Biden is laundering money. Hunter Biden took bribes. Hunter Biden uh, sold access to to, uh, his, his, his father, the vice president. And uh, and I say, so? He said, well, you know, they got to indict him. I said, they ain't going to indict him. I said, he's a Democrat. Democrats can do what they want, especially if they're powerful or connected to powerful Democrats. Look who we had as president, Bill Clinton. He was one half of the Bonnie and Clyde of the political class. What crime didn't they commit? It's hard to say. Bribery? They took it. They took it big time. Who knows what else happened in there? How about uh, Obama? Oh, well, Obama, you know, Obama was the smoothest liar I think we've ever had in the White House. And I pointed out to a friend of mine that during the eight years of the Obama administration, he, we managed to corrupt, politicize and corrupt the FBI, the IRS, the CIA, the DOJ. What, what agency didn't he politicize and corrupt? I mean, the FBI is obviously still corrupt at the top, thoroughly and completely corrupt. And a year and a half ago, two years ago, my friend said, oh, you know, Barr is coming in as the Attorney General, Bill Barr, and we got um, Durham out there in Connecticut, a real tough guy. We're going to get those liars like Comey and Strzok and Brennan and Clapper. They're going to get their comeuppance for what they did, phoning visa applications, lying to Congress, lying under oath. We're going to we're going to get them. I said, we ain't going to get anybody. We're not going to get anybody. They're untouchable. Not just because they're Democrats, but also because they're part of the what Republicans like to call the swamp. Nothing's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm surprised. we got a couple of weeks left. I don't think I'm wrong. They will not indict Hunter. They will not indict anyone important in the, uh, in the, in the hoax 
uh, against uh, Trump, and it won't happen. Uh, and what is happening, I will call this what some people have called it, the Great Reset. And there was an interesting article in Harper's Magazine by a fellow named Dasgupta. I forgot his first name. And uh, I, I, unfortunately, I left the article at the uh, in my office. But what he talked about, and, and we're talking about the Great Reset, the, the world is resetting. If you go back to the um, 1800s, 1700s, there were private corporations, private entities that were more powerful than governments. East India Company, for example. So, in other words, uh, the the these these trading groups, these international trading groups, really ran the show, and they had no real concern about the citizens of their own country as long as they were making lots of money and, and had lots of power. Their rule of the world, the economic world, you know, came to an end, slowly but surely, virtually came to an end, uh, with the rise of uh, independent uh, countries, nationalism, uh, the entrepreneurial class, 1700s. Uh, and that's, by the way, which is as a sidelight, you got to understand the left hates small business, so they want to destroy it. So if you want to, if you want, and they, they learned that from Marx, by the way. So you want to go to California, and they have all these lockdown orders in New York. One of the purposes is to, small, is to destroy small business, because small businesses, people who own small businesses, work for themselves, have a certain level of independence, don't look to the government for everything, and therefore they're a challenge to the complete authority of the centralized government. If you're going to have a command economy, which is what socialism is all about, command economy, you got to have centralized power, and you can't let these others, uh, uh, small businesses, uh, flourish. Uh, and Stalin knew that. I mean, what, what happened in, 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 uh, in Soviet Union uh, when Stalin recollectivized the farms? I mean, Russians were, were starving. So, so Lenin put in the new economic policy. Look it up. New economic policy was a return to the free market in the farming area. So farmers who could knew how to raise crops, knew, knew how to sell their crops, so prevent starvation, they became you know, fairly wealthy, but no one starved. There were very few people starved, even though Lenin's rule of, of the Soviet Union was really at stake here because the peasants were ready to, to, to revolt because of starvation. He had collectivized the farms. Well, he decollectivized them. And so Stalin took over, and what's one of the first things he did? Recollectivize the farms. What, what, what did that mean? That mean killing small, the kulaks. Who are the kulaks? Small businessmen, farmers, 40,000 shot. So they decollectivized, they recollectivized the farms. And... But it was okay. The United States bailed out Soviet Union by setting us all, setting all sorts of food and what have you, so that people didn't starve. Anyway, getting back to where I was, this uh, scooped article. His position is we're resetting once again and turning over rule of the of the world to these trading groups, these large corporations, to things like uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, Microsoft, Amazon, they have tremendous economic power and they, in alliance now of course with China, they are 
moving into more control than the governments have. And look, just an example of that. I'll give you an example as soon as I get back after the break. And uh, we want to, uh, this is a good show to do this on. I've done it uh, now several times. And um, anybody, you know, what Robert D'Agostino has been talking about, Professor D'Agostino and and, uh, this mess of an election, you know, Robert, I could clear this up in in a heartbeat. And uh, the way you clear it up is you mandate, demand, photo IDs, and everybody has to, just like the Constitution says, go in one day and vote. And we've got our fantastic computers, so that should be no problem. And I don't even mind early voting, but with a photo ID. And you'll stop all the corruption, you'll stop everything. Well, that's, but, that, but you're assuming the Republicans will do something, and I don't assume anything of the sort. I agree. They, they couldn't have done this nonsense without the help of Republicans. I Georgia, agree. Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, the Republicans control most of the state legislatures in this country, and what do they do about it? Nothing. Nothing. They allowed the Democrats to set up a system where mass fraud, mass fraud occurred. Not just a little bit. This was the this someday when they write a history about this, if they're allowed to, they will be they will analyze this as the greatest electoral fraud in American history. I will debate any time at the station anybody that says we don't need photo IDs to vote, and I'll debate them any time. I might even get uh, Professor D'Agostino in here helping me, but that's the way it is. So you're listening to America's Web Radio, and uh, again, I ask you to please go to our website, our webpage, our homepage, www.americaswebradio.com, and check out all the different things that are available, everything from prayers for veterans to becoming a patron, on and on and on, and we need your support. So with that being said, let's get back to the man, Professor Robert D'Agostino. Thank you, Dave. Um, with that, I was uh, starting to, to talk about uh, this control by major international uh, corporations, business entities, uh, and uh, this is called the reset. We're going from the big trading groups in the 1700s. Wait a second. Reset. Is Hillary in charge of the reset button? I'm sure, I'm sure she's allied with the reset. It's hard to say if anyone's in charge. They just kind of cooperate. Well, didn't she say that she had t- brought a reset button to Russia? Yeah, well, it didn't work. But anyway, you know, it's really kind of uh, an interesting situation. We ought to be in alliance with Russia because there's, there's no reason for, for Russia to be allied with China. And because of the Democrats, Trump was not able to, 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 to make some reasonable deals with with Russia and uh, and pr- as protection you know what people don't understand uh, and of course the media covers up but there's a lot of evidence that uh, a lot of Chinese are crossing the border from uh, China into Siberia because Russia's got a declining population they have huge areas of with where no one lives uh, or, or very sparsely populated and, and and which also have a lot of resources and uh, this is something that I picked up from, uh, let's see, my connection in the intelligence services some years ago. 
uh, I'm getting old, so my most of my connections are either hitting the pine box or retiring at least. So I don't have the connections I used to have. But uh, several years ago, uh, we talking about what was going on on the Chinese-Russian border, and uh, he indicated that there are many, many Chinese crossing that border and colonizing uh, part of the Siberia, and there's nothing the Russians can do about it. Uh, what could they do about it? It's sparsely populated. China has 20 million surplus young men, perfect for cannon fodder, right, if they have to do something. Uh, they're forced abortion. Most people, you know, one baby only in the years and years of having aborting all the girls and having uh, only boys. And uh, what do you do with surplus males? There's two things, as I said. You either use them as cannon fodder or you train them all to be homosexuals, one or the other. And the Chinese have done the first. Uh, so we'll see. They have the biggest uh, military in the, in the world. Um, not, not yet the most powerful. They're getting there, but the biggest. Uh, okay, so, so where, where are we going? What's crucial about control from the center, aside from destroying small businesses, which is what Marx indicated. They call them, he called them the petty bourgeois. So uh, Marx was very clear, and so was uh, uh, Lenin, very clear about the, uh, the destruction of small businesses. Uh, and they had to go because of their possible independence from the central government. So what is the biggest problem now? Uh, well, they got the Second Amendment. Well, of course, the Second Amendment, right to bear arms, it's been under attack, and uh, if the Democrats get complete control, they'll be able to circumvent it even more than they have now. Although right now, probably is a, there's a good balance between gun control. You know, the Brady Pack, which is a gun control pack, I got a lot of emails from them. I'm on the email list for Democrats and Republicans, uh, and that has to do with this show, the first iteration of this show, when I interviewed someone from the Biden campaign. It was a friendly interview. This was 2008, and it was a friendly interview because I just want to know what he stood for. There was no debate. There was no debate. And they assumed since it was a friendly interview, and I was interested in what Biden had to say, that I must be a Democrat committed to Biden. So ever since 2008, I've been getting Democratic stuff. And I read some of it. Some of it gets me some of it is so vicious that uh, that it turns off. But anyway, it turns me off, and a few I've just gotten off their list because, uh, no, I don't think uh, Trump is Hitler. No, I don't think the Republicans are, uh, you know, agents of the devil. Uh, but anyway, you have um, uh, what what is exactly going on here? Second Amendment's a problem, and as I said, the Brady Pack. I emailed them back once. I said, look, I, I understand the position of the Brady Pack on gun control, but what do you want to do about guns in the hands of criminals? I said, you want to take guns away from law-abiding citizens uh, because some of them may not be law-abiding and some of them may, may misuse them. And what about, uh, what about criminals? What about taking guns away from criminals? How should we do that? I never got a response because I'm not interested in that. I mean, guns in the hands of criminals is a plus for the left because it causes chaos and it causes people to lose confidence in their current governments. And that, that could be, it's the best news for, for the left that they can come up with. When you're in a revolutionary left, that's what you want. You want as much chaos as possible. See 1905 Russia. See pre uh, 1930s Germany. Uh, 
chaos everywhere. I mean, how did the Nazis become so popular? So they never got a, a majority of the popular vote in Germany, but they did reach a peak of popularity after what? After they shut down the chaos that was being that was occurring, actually. They closed down the brown shirts, which helped them get into power. Then they closed them down, and the German population was very popular about not having those slugs running around anymore. But um, getting back to to my point, which I'm probably going to get back to, uh, and uh, the other problem with the um, the centralizers, with those who want the reset control from the center. Is, free, is First Amendment, free speech, protection of religious liberty. That has to go. And if you take a look at what's happened in the last four, five, six, seven, at least since Obama took over, the attacks on Christian groups particularly have been legendary. They've tried to shut them down. Uh, the, in, look, in Philadelphia, they shut down the Catholic Charities, who was the, uh, uh, their placement of, of hard-to-place children. They were really good at that. And because they wouldn't place these children with homosexual couples, Philadelphia closed them down. And so you had these kinds of things happening. So what So what essentially is the government doing in, in cooperation? And by the way, that's what we're talking about, a form of centralized control called corporatism. Corporatism is so much short of... Uh, 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 socialism in that in socialism the, the means of production are uh, are nationalized and, and put in the hands of incompetent uh, politicians in corporatism the, the, the key is what, uh, what, what actually what Hitler said uh, Hitler was asked at one point if he was a socialist and he said of course I'm a socialist National Socialist Party he says why aren't you doing what Lenin did and, and, and taking over the industries he says no 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 I don't want to do that. I want to keep the management in that knows how to run the companies as long as they do what I tell them. So that's the essence of corporatism, kind of a corporate capitalism, uh, big big uh, corporation capitalism. The current managers stay in power as long as they uh, are, are allied with big government and uh, big unions. And Obama did that. He was a corporatist. I mean, Obama was a corporatist. He, he, he had... Uh, all, he was picking winners and losers. He had, what, 30-some-odd uh, 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 green companies, which he subsidized, had his, the federal government subsidized. He picked them as winners, and every one of them, with, with one exception, either went bankrupt or – I've got to get the list in here next time so I, you see – I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, so, so do you want a centralized control? Well, it's hard to have complete centralized control when you have small businesses, so they have to go. And we're seeing California and New York shutting them down. But the First Amendment's a problem. And what the government can't do directly, they can have the corporations do for them. Free speech is virtually dead in this country. You can't. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Amazon, all the censorship going on there. People getting fired for saying things as simple as all lives matter. Oh, you're fired. That's a racist statement. You have to say black lives matter. If you say all black lives matter, that's a racist statement. So, and 
if you criticize same-sex marriage, if you if you say that a transsexual, someone who not much about transvestites, they want to wear some women's clothes or women want to wear men's clothes. All right, well, it's a little weird, and, and probably they need to kind of think that through. But transsexuals who want hormonal treatments or or sex change operations, sexual dysphoria that is mental illness, and that's to be treated that way. People who, who, who should be referred to psychiatrists or psychologists for treatment. I mean, if you look at the percentage of those who uh, d- uh, regretted same-sex operations, it's high. Not only that, it, hormonal treatment is destroys a person's health. Look at the American Heart Society. Uh, four times or five times the likelihood of stroke if you've got these uh, hormonal treatments. How about suicide? 20 times more likely to, to uh, uh, think about suicide, or I mean, to commit suicide. Five times more likely to think about it, 20 times more likely to commit suicide. There's all sorts of, 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 of problems that someone who wants to change their sex. And these that thing I saw on, on the Internet the other day was disgusting. This, this, this parent, woman, mother, talking about how... Her four-year-old boy wanted to be a girl and how she was supportive. Well, why does he want to be a girl? To make mommy happy. No four-year-old can make that judgment. Four-year-old says, I want to be a girl, mommy. That's because what mommy wants him to say. This is kind of a perverse child, using child abuse as a perverse virtue signaling. And uh, it's... it's uh, it, and it's happening, in, and that was in a church, in a so-called church. I guess it was one of those uh, secular churches, humanist churches. And of course, oh, this is wonderful! How wonderful you are to make this wonderful sacrifice. What what sacrifice? How wonderful! You're sacrificing your child's life in order to be praised by a bunch of uh, lefty, uh, uh, with it parents. It's like a friend of mine I exchange uh, emails with. Uh, he can't give Trump credit for anything because he wants to always be known as one of the right people, one of the people who can hobnob with the uh, with the uh, pe- the elites he hangs around with, which are mostly some corporate types and as well as some trial attorneys. So um, I don't want to mention his name, although the next email I send him is not going to be too 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 friendly. Um, in view of the last one he sent me. But the point is, the First Amendment has to go. And uh, Biden will, 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 will come up with the same kind of regulations that, that uh, Obama came up with and try to force Christian organizations, particularly, or, or believing Jewish organizations, not reform Jews. They might as well be part of the Democratic Party, by and large. But the... Um, uh, they're going to try and force these and to do things contrary to their religion, except uh, uh, homosexuals as teachers, for example, in Christian schools, uh, on the excuses of all uh, secular stuff and the civil rights uh, laws uh, are, are so crucial. Uh, look what they tried to do to the baker in, 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 in Colorado. He didn't refuse to bake a cake. But refused to, to celebrate, do a, uh, a statue, a little ornament on top with two men uh, you know, kissing. He said, no, we, I'm not going to do that. I'll bake you the cake or if you want these decorations, go to the baker down the block. Uh, so uh, what, what happened to the concept of liberty in this country? 
what happened to the concept that liberty is based on private property, which it is. And, of course, that's why private property is under attack. Um, so, so, yes, the corporations proved in the last election that they are willing to censor any speech that unacceptable to the ruling elites. And, that, and since Trump had to go because he, he was interfering with their access to the Chinese market, he was interfering with their goal of maximum profits regardless of what it does to people. I mean, after all, Trump was a communitarian. He, he wanted to bring manufacturing jobs back to this country and other things back to this country to stabilize communities. And yes, the total wealth would go down, but wealth isn't everything. But not only that, contrary to what was happening for years, where, where wealth kept going upstream and the percentage of, of income kept going upstream, Trump successfully started to reverse that. And let me talk about an interesting factor. We're up against the break. And I hope uh, everyone is finding this as interesting as I am. Um, Professor D'Agostino always does a great job on Do Facts Matter? And uh, over the years, <laughs> he's proven that I don't think any facts matter anymore. But uh, there are some someplace, I'm sure. And uh, I want to remind everybody one more time, please go to our website and look at the uh, prayers for veterans and also uh, becoming a patron of America's Web Radio. Very easy. And uh, we had gentlemen on today, uh, War to Citizens and Hope. Uh, the uh, Hope is the uh, Children's Hospital uh, St. Jude's. And... Uh, very interesting, and we're gonna we're gonna be hearing from Lee Greenwood very shortly within the next few days, and uh, uh, he's he is one nice guy doing a lot for the country, and of course his biggest hit was God bless the USA, and we've got to do more of that as Americans, and want to stress the importance of getting out and voting. We can't let the Democrats control the Senate. Please get out and vote for Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. So with that being said, you're listening to America's Web Radio, and we'll get back to Do Facts Matter with Professor D'Agostino. Thank you. Uh, yes, Professor D'Agostino again with Do Facts Matter. And if you doubt the, the alliance of the uh, global elites... Uh, of course, with China and with the Biden administration, let me tell you something. And this is <clears throat> one of the the, the uh, Trump tax cuts, which supposedly favored the rich, which was nonsense. But one of the things in the Trump tax bill is they eliminated the write-off for state taxes with a limit, they limited, they capped it at ten thousand dollars. Now, the big tax states like New York. Connecticut, New Jersey, California, they're high tax states. So the and plus they're the states where a lot of the wealthy really live, at least they used to before this the looting occurred. But the uh, they and their tax bills, property tax bills, income tax bills were quite high. 30, 40, 50,000, 100,000 or more, 200,000, 300,000. And and they used to write these tax state taxes off against federal taxes. 
The Trump tax bill limited that to $10,000, which enraged the Wall Street financial manipulators, enraged a lot of the hedge fund managers, which is another reason why they all vote Democrat. Well, what about that, Kaplan? When uh, Biden talks about reversing the, the, the Trump tax cuts because they benefited the wealthy and the corporations. And that's nonsense. Corporations don't pay taxes. People pay taxes. Corporations are legal fiction. People pay taxes. If, if, if a corporation's taxes raise, they've got to raise, mon- raise prices, uh, reduce salaries, or reduce uh, contributions to retirement funds. I mean, <clears throat> people pay those taxes. No such thing as corporations paying taxes. <clears throat> They're just a conduit to give the, the government the money. Now let's go back to this. The Trump cap on income tax, right, on tax write-off, federal tax write-off of 10000 Chuck Schumer represents New York. He's come out already to reverse that. <clears throat> you would expect so since Wall Street sits there in New York and they're the biggest contributor to the Democratic Party and uh, one has to obey your your your, your masters uh, how about Nancy Pelosi oh yes we, we can't have that anymore we can't have that cap that has to go what about Joe Biden the hero of the little man he's already announced his support for lifting the cap so as Brookings Institute said the lifting of the cap would be the biggest tax cut for the wealthy in recent history. That's the Brookings Institute that said that. That's Brookings, <clears throat> hardly a conservative group. Brookings, which is kind of <clears throat> tries to stay pretty middle of the road and is very objective on, on, on their economic analysis. They have a they do very careful economic analysis. So they have already said the lifting of the cap would be the biggest tax cut for the wealthy in recent history. So, so now we have, I see, so we're going to reverse the tax cut. We're going to raise the taxes on the wealthy while giving them a huge write-off so they'll make up more than, more than any increase that uh, Biden will, will talk about. I think... And one of the things that's kind of frustrating is is the media is so biased. The media is 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 uh, so dishonest, the mainstream media, that they don't publicize the sort of stuff. You have to dig for it. And even then, a lot of the stuff is, you know will be censored by the um, uh, YouTube and Facebook and the and the rest of those people. Uh, but it's there. The information is there. And, but we are where we are in the country today. And if we don't, Republicans don't keep the Senate. It's, it's over. They're going to pack the Supreme Court. They're going to end the filibuster. They're going to create a command economy, corporatist economy. They're going to destroy small business just like Obama did. Look what happened to small business under Obama and his regulatory regime. They're going to increase regulations to such an extent that small business can't survive. And that's the that's the that's the the goal. That's the goal. If if you believe like I do that we have essentially had a Marxist takeover of the Democratic Party, go, read read what Marx on the march towards communism. Marx goes, you know, capitalism creates the wealth, 
then you have socialism to redistribute the wealth, and then everything disappears. You have a communist state, community state. And, and Marx maps out the process. Take uh, a look at Venezuela. Well, right. I mean, the answer is... Uh, uh, but take a look at any country that, look, you take, oh, well, it's never really been tried socially. I said, what are you talking about? After World War II, uh, Great Britain uh, put a, a labor government, the United Kingdom, and they socialized everything. And they um, they nationalized all sorts of industries that, to create this socialist utopia. And every utopia created starts with a command economy. they got to get a command economy. got to control the, the economic economy. So what happened by the 70s? England... Or, or United Kingdom was known as the sick man of Europe. Who saved them? Margaret Thatcher. How? Returning to the free market. Oh, but what about Sweden? Sweden, if you tell... Sweden is not socialism. Sweden played around with socialism in the 70s. Look it up. And it, and it was such a disaster economically at the reverse course. Uh, Sweden, I think we, we call it corporate capitalism. Uh, this, you know, uh, in a lot of ways... There's some control from the center, but in a lot of ways there's more flexibility about how, what corporations do in Sweden than there is in this country. So look it up. Don't believe me. Look it up. If you, if you tell the Denmark government that socialists, they would say, you're out of your mind. We're not socialists. Yes, they've adopted some, you know, policies that were advocated by socialist thinkers, things like Social Security and what have you, to reform uh, the capitalist system and and uh, and support uh, the least uh, economically uh, successful uh, in their in their populations, but they aren't socialist. But take a look at the sick man of Europe. Look it up. Sick man of Europe. See what happened. That was England, Great Britain, United Kingdom, whatever you want to call it. United Kingdom, sick man of Europe. They reversed course under Margaret Thatcher, who saved them. Now even the Labour Party in Great Britain, up until Jeremy Corbyn anyway, the Labour Party, you know, gave up their socialist uh, policies. Uh, more, more control, more regulation, but not, not, not a socialist economy. Uh, now Jeremy Corbyn, the current leader, who knows where he stands. He may want to return to that sort of stuff didn't work the first time, it won't work the second time. doesn't work in Venezuela, doesn't work. How about China? You know, the great socialist country, China. You can't call them socialists anymore. They're they, huge private corporations. They're corporate capitalists. I think certain hostility towards small business, particularly in Hong Kong. But they, they're... But, in, insofar as the government was commanding where money went to the real estate market... China's real estate market collapsed because there was over-investment in the real estate market urged on by the government, the communist government. So they had, they've had to pull back from that. But there is a lot of political control of corporations, but that's the corporate estate. Um, and you know, a lot of uh, European countries, uh, Western European countries, are kind of a mix between free market capitalism and corporate capitalism and, 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 and the so-called corporate estate. The Democrats are committed to a corporate estate, control from the center, the command economy, the, 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 and, the elimination of, of uh, protections for, uh, for free, free, free people, no, no more Second Amendment if they can get away with it, and and their and set and First Amendment limitations on the First Amendment, usually in the name of civil rights, and uh, oh, that's a microaggression. You can't say that. And uh, there's an interesting article if you want to read that. 
and uh, I don't have time to discuss it today, but it's called, article is told, uh, Tyranny Inc., Contemplations on the Tree of Woe. And this was by a fellow named Alexander Maurice, M-A-O-R-I-S, M-A-O-R-I-S. It was called Tyranny Incorporated. What the government wants to do but cannot, it can require corporations to do for it. And this talks about the fact that the government cannot suppress, at least so far, the Supreme Court has protected free speech on the uh, from government intrusion. But expressions of viewpoint is not guaranteed against private abridgment. And so that's a good discussion of what I just talked about, about using the private corporate sector to, to advance the interests of a centralized government. And with that, we're show is over. I hope you will listen again next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.